you're holding in the Chavis Halvavis. And he spoke about the difference between Chavis Halvavis and Chavis Levarim. So now he's going to look at each of these categories and explain it a bit better. And it says Chavis Levarim. The Chayva of a person's body, the mitzvahs they have to do, you can break that into two categories. The one is those mitzvahs which a person's logic will dictate that he does, even if the Torah hadn't been the Mechaev. The second category, mitzvahs Hashem. Those mitzvahs which we have to hear from Hashem, yeah, the seichel isn't a reason that would be mechayev them. They were on something which appears to us as logical. We only do it because we know that the Torah tells us to do it. For example, case of Basel B'chalaf, the Yisra mixing meat and milk, Vashatnas, mixing different kinds of material, wool and linen, Kilaim, mixing different kinds of plants, Vadaim this is like that. And the reason why our seichel doesn't either promotes these mitzvahs or detract from them is because we don't understand the reasons for them. And the reason why HaKadosh Baruch wanted us to keep this mitzvah and the understanding here is that like every mitzvah there is a reason and of course if you understood the reason we understand the mitzvah on their own. However, the reason for the mitzvah hasn't been revealed to us and therefore it's not something which we keep because of our seichel it's something we keep because it's with Mitzvah Hashem. We obey, we listen to HaKadosh Baruch Hu told us to do it, and that's how we do it. When it comes to the Chavis HaVavis, on the other hand, Mitzvahs which apply to a person's feelings and his thoughts, so they're all based on what's logical. In other words, when it comes to Mitzvahs, some Mitzvahs, we understand the reasoning for the Mitzvah, and therefore, our Seichel will tell us to keep the Mitzvah. Some Mitzvahs, it hasn't been given, revealed to us. We aren't aware of the reason for the mitzvah. And if that's the case, we keep the mitzvah just because we've been instructed. When it comes to Chavis HaLavavis, then all the mitzvahs which are in the category of Chavis HaLavavis are in the category of something which are logical. Or something which we would understand in our own. Something which we aren't just keeping because we're instructed to keep. What's the reason for that? So the Chavis is a very simple reason. And that is the Yusite, which we're going to see defines the difference between the Chavis HaEvarim, the mitzvahs which are dependent on a person's body, and the Chavis HaVavis, the mitzvahs which are dependent on a person's feelings. And the difference is like this. When it comes to mitzvahs which are dependent on a person's body, what he has to do. So he can be instructed. He can be told, do this. And the fact that he's told to do something, that obligates him. And he can be held accountable for not doing it. So a person is told to eat matzah, a person is told to sit in the sukkah, a person is told not to wear shatnas, a person is told not to eat non-kosher. It's an act which a person can obey or make sure not to disobey. And they can speak to everybody, that's what they have to do. Whereas when it comes to a mitzvah which is based on a feeling, for example, lav Hashem, for example, uh, be Kaddish, whatever mitzvah it is, which isn't based on an action, it's based on a, on a, a certain level of understanding, a certain level of connection or feeling to the mitzvah. So then, 
It's not so easy to command a person feel like this. Like we said in the previous vad, people's feelings aren't so much in their control that they can feel at will, and they can be instructed to feel in their will. And therefore, the first point is, the basis of the mitzvah has to be where a person has to get to the stage where he can connect to the feeling, and that's Ezmakai in the mitzvah. But the second point is, it has to be something which a person connects to. And therefore, a person can't feel by force. And therefore, if the mitzvahs of the chavis halavavis wouldn't be logical, there would be things which we're only doing because we're instructed without understanding what we're doing, that maybe can uh, guide our actions, but definitely can't provide a, a framework for our feelings. And that's why it says, by definition, the chavis halavavis have to be logical, both the positive ones and the negative ones. Which means what we're told to feel is something we can understand why we made to feel like that. Or if we're told to avoid feeling is something we meant to understand why it's logical not to feel like that. And that's what he says in the next paragraph. He says, All the mitzvahs are separated into positive and negative mitzvahs. When it comes to mitzvahs, so then it's, it's known to everybody what are the what are the positive, what are the negative? And because of that, so we don't have to elaborate on it, that's the mitzvah we keep every day. I'm going to mention the ones I can think of, of those mitzvahs which apply to the chavis halvavis, to a person's feelings, which are both positive and negative. There's no comprehensive list. He's going to give some examples. He says, and that's going to be a dimyan for the other ones which he hasn't mentioned. So for example, some of the mitzvahs of will apply to a person's lev. Now, we keep defining lev as a person's thoughts and his feelings. And the reason for that is, is because you'll see when the mitzvahs is going to bring, some of them apply to a person's feeling, something he can feel. Some of them are more negative to what a person thinks, who understands. But they're both the inhabitants of the inner world of a person, as opposed to his maizim, his deeds, his actions, which applies to the, his body. And therefore, both of them can be incorporated in the concept of chavis alavavis. So he says, one of the mitzvahs of the chavis alavavis, shenamin, to believe ki yesh le'olam bore There's a creator who created the world from nothing. That's uh, something which is, affects probably more a person's mind. The knowledge of that's ayam. And uh, that Hashem is the Creator. Hashem is Echad. There's no one else like Him. That's the result of that. There's nothing besides Hashem. Is that we accept upon Himself that He's one. There's no multiplicity by Hashem. We're going to serve Him in our hearts. This refers to Tefillah. Again, it's a mitzvah which doesn't have so much of an external expression. To look to see the miracles he does in the world, because that's going to be the way we can understand and connect to him. This mitzvah, what he calls that on Bechina, in other words, being able to analyze and see Hashem's chesed in the world and his 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 greatness by in by understanding the complexity of how he created everything in the world. This is also the khair, something which more applies to a person's thoughts and to his feelings even though the result will be the fact that a person feels so much more karasatop.
we should niftach by, that we should trust in Hashem, we should nikkan in front of, we should humble ourselves before Hashem. This is more person's feeling. We should nira oisai, we should be afraid of Him. We nifchad, we neivish, meshkifa, niglaseinu, nistareseinu, and that uh, we should be embarrassed to know that Hashem Baruch Hu is looking at us, both in what we do and also inside what we feel, and therefore that should be a certain deterrent from thinking or feeling things which we're not meant to be feeling. We should want to do what Hashem wants us to do. And therefore we should focus our actions on on doing the mitzvahs with our intention on Hashem Shemaim. We're going to love Him and we're close to Him. That's the way to get closer to Hashem. And at the same time, we'll hate those who hate Him because those are people who otherwise will distance us from Hashem. These are all in the category of mitzvahs which apply to a person's, either his mind or his heart, his understanding or his feeling. And the Yisraelis, the Chavis Baba says, they're all logical. They're all logical. It makes sense why we're keeping one of these things. None of them are something we, a person can't understand why it's important to feel like this or why it's important to work on achieving these things. When it comes to the lavim of the Chayas which means when a person has to train himself not to think and not to feel, the opposite of all these things. In other words, and this is an interesting point, what does Hefechoyle mean? If there's a mitzvah, let's say, to Miyachad Hashem, so then it's also to believe that there's more than one Hashem. If it's a mitzvah to, um, to, to focus our activities, on serving Hashem, then you come at it as a, it's a, a barrier to think, to do mitzvahs for other reasons as well. If there's a mitzvah to want to do what Hashem wants, so then there would be a barrier to not want to do what Hashem wants. So, first, that's already a chiddish, that we find these this double, uh, two-sided way of looking at all the mitzvahs Shabbat But he adds to that. There are also other mitzvahs Lord has said what not to do, which apply to a person's thoughts. We shouldn't be jealous. We shouldn't take revenge. We shouldn't bear a grudge. Don't take revenge or don't bear a grudge against other Jewish people. We shouldn't think about Averis. We shouldn't want to do the Averis. There's also the Apostle We shouldn't even agree to, to, to them. What things which apply to a person's consciousness, even those areas where no one can see except Hashem in the recesses of a person's mind, there also a person is mitzvah, not to harbor thoughts of Isurim, not to think about Isurim, not to fantasize about doing the wrong thing. I examine the heart, I check. The insides of a person. The person's neshama is like a candle. And Hashem uses to search the innermost uh, hidden parts of his thoughts. And it means it's all revealed to Hashem. These mitzvahs are also logical. If a person will be thinking about it in a completely logical way, then for sure, to take revenge, to bear a grudge, to want to, to be jealous, to hate. All of these things are, it's logical that a person shouldn't do it. Why shouldn't a person do these things? 
Well, for the simple reason, firstly, is that from the person himself, the the fact that he's consumed with with the desire for revenge or with jealousy is not just uh, harmful for the person he's jealous of, it's really harmful for him too. A person who's always jealous isn't able to enjoy his own life. A person who's always looking to uh, take revenge is is never satisfied with what he can achieve. It's always just what he can harm someone else. And therefore it's, it's obvious that myths, that myths like that are destructive myths. But there's an there's there's overriding uh, concept here, which is the logic behind the Chavah Sevar. It's something that Ibn Ezra says in the Torah, when Ibn Ezra asks, and the Rasa the Sarasa Debris. The Rasa the Debris is the Tachmud, which means don't want somebody else's possession, somebody else's wife, somebody else's house, like the Pasuk tells us, and the Ibn Ezra asks the question, how can a person not want? You can tell a person don't steal. You can tell a person don't take. But I see some something of beauty, something of value. And someone else says, I see my neighbor put up with a brand new car. So how does Shaykh to tell a person don't want it? In other words, why is this something which is, makes sense, that it, not just why it would make sense on a logical level, and that is why it's a bad mirror to have, jealousy, but it makes sense on the practical level of telling a person not to be jealous. For instance, I feel jealous. How are you telling me not to be jealous? What do you want me to do? So on that level, also the Torah talks to the person, and there, there's two ways to explain. How is it child for a person not to feel jealousy, not to feel any of these emotions? So let's first see what the evidence himself answers. And he says, he gives the marshal. We'll adapt the marshal somewhat. And that is, if a person as he goes to a city, one of the capitals in Europe, where they still have a royal palace. still have a king. And he sees the pomp and the ceremony which uh, how the king gets treated. He has an honor guard and he has soldiers marching for him. And he lives in a huge palace. And he has royal clothing. And the average person who sees that might be impressed, might be interested, but he was not going to feel jealous. He's not going to say, wow, I wish I was him. Why? Because the average person has no thoughts, no, no dreams of becoming the king. He knows it's not something he's going to become. He wasn't born into a royal family, or whatever the case may have been. And therefore, uh, the king is the king, he's him, and he had no habit of being like the king. And if that's the case, while he might appreciate what the king has, he's not going to feel in any way that, I wish I could have had it instead. And he doesn't see himself in the running for that. That's uh, what's brought in the, in the Ebenezer. Ezra. Let's extend this to another point. And that is in any field. A person doesn't feel uh, jealous of somebody who's never competing with. For example, I know that there's the Olympic Games, and I hear that somebody won a new record in the high jump. This is an example. I'm going to feel absolutely no feeling of killer for that. I'm not a high jumper, I'm not a jumper at all. And therefore, the fact that somebody can jump this amount of meters or this amount of feet, uh, it's completely irrelevant to me. And it's true, he gets a big cash reward and, and honor and a medal for being a high jumper, but I'm not a high jumper. I was never trying to be a high jumper. And if that's the case, it's not something which affects me at all. 
In other words, it's not just that the mid is illogical, it doesn't begin. A person doesn't feel jealous for something he never intended to have. A person only feels jealous of something he really wants. He thought it was coming to him as well. And therefore, because someone else got it and not him, that's something which affects him because it was something he really wanted. So if I was training to be a high jumper, and I've been practicing as well, and I've been uh, sent as a representative to the Olympics, and I lost the high jump, then I feel jealous because this is something I also have a connection to. This is something I also wanted to achieve, and I didn't achieve, so I'm jealous of the person who did. I only need circumstances like that. And therefore, same thing. In the case of the Ebenezer of the Royal Palace, if I'm a commoner, I have no designs on the throne. And there I have no illusions I'll ever get there. And therefore, I have not jealous of the person who is the king. Whereas if I consider myself a prince in my own right, and I feel that the throne was usurped from me, really by rights I should be getting the throne, so then of course he'll feel jealous because he feels that something which is negative to him as well. And therefore, with that background, so the Evan Ezra tells us a rule, and he says that's why it's logical, it's logical that a person shouldn't feel jealousy. Because it's coming from a mistaken starting point. And that is what that person has was something I wanted to get. Something I thought could have been for me and I'm jealous it was for him. As the person starts with understanding, and this is something which is, is, is the point of logic a person is meant to begin from, and that is that what he's not meant to get, Hashem doesn't give him. And what Hashem doesn't give him, he's not meant to have. So if that's the case, if what I, what I don't have won't be a source of jealousy. Because it means that it was never something that was negative for me. It was never something a person was competing for. And uh, therefore, it also fits into the category of a feeling the Torah tells us not to have. Because the Atzim, it's not just a, a mitzvah, like a Xeris Akasov, that I won't feel jealous. The Torah not be called jealous, I don't feel jealous. It's more than that. It's that if a person understands the position the Torah is starting from, then it really isn't logical to be jealous. If I was training to be a doctor and you were training to be a businessman and I bought myself a stethoscope, you wouldn't be jealous how come I have a stethoscope and not you. It wasn't anything you wanted to use. It wasn't anything you were training for. And it was the same thing as far as jealousy goes. The Ebenezer explains that the mirror starts from the fact that I want that somebody else has. Well, if a person understands what he has was never meant for me. If that's the case, it was never something which was negative for me. And if that's the case, there's nothing to be jealous about. So that's just a dogma of why mitzvahs which are based on feelings have to be logical. The logic can be something I have to work on achieving a level of that of feeling like that. But at the end of the day, it's not something which you're told to do without a reason. Don't be jealous as a jealous accuser. There's a, there's a certain understanding in it. And it has to be like that. It has to be like that because that's what builds the that's what builds the level of feeling in a person. A person can only relate and feel for a mitzvah of when he connects to that mitzvah. Okay, so that's uh, what you said until now. The other point, and that is, as opposed to mitzvah that on the spot a person can do, like we said, sometimes the mitzvah of it requires a certain amount of preparation to be able to get there. It requires a certain amount of thinking, a certain amount of understanding, a certain amount of working on oneself 
in order to get to that point, which means the person might naturally start jealous. And the fact that he is able to overcome that jealousy and work through the feelings and come to the conclusion, if I didn't have it, it wasn't meant for me. If it wasn't meant for me, then I wasn't going to be jealous about it because it was never meant for me. In the first, it was never something which was an option for me in the first place. So yes, it can bring a person, that flow of logical thoughts, can bring a person to the place where he therefore feels that you can be kind of mitzvahs of others of not feeling jealous, of not of not uh, being influenced by jealousy, but it's a process. And that's always the case on mitzvahs of others. It's a process. It's something that's logical, which a person can understand what he's doing, where he's going to, but he has to, do, he has to go through the steps to get there. And that's another yisod. Matara is behind every 13-year-old, every child of a bar or bas mitzvah, in all the tarik mitzvahs. When it comes to mitzvah sevarim, there's no time that the Torah gives a person gil or grace period. You mechoyim mitzvah start right now. You chayv shmirishma tonight. You chayv limar Torah tomorrow. You chayv berakas amazon every time you eat. When it comes to mitzvahs meisus, so then the time we gave a person to get used to the mitzvahs before is bar or bas mitzvah. After that is mechoyim. Whereas when it comes to mitzvah sevarim. Mitzvahs are above us. So then it's understood that there's a certain amount of, so to speak, work a person has to do to connect to the mitzvah. It's not like on the spot he's going to do it. But since it's something which is based on the cycle of a person, and that is that a person has to allow those thoughts and those feelings to work, because that's what they're going to develop, they're going to bring them to a stage where they can come these mitzvahs. So no matter that's the requirement of the chavos above us. And a person works on himself to get to the stage where he's able to he's able to feel what the Torah wants him to feel. He's able to not feel what the Torah forbids him from feeling. But this is not an immediate thing. This has to be done as part of a process. Same thing, let's take another example. When we spoke about the Isser, where it says uh, a person should think about doing a virus. He shouldn't want to do a virus. So here also, naturally... Maybe a person would think about doing a virus. It's logical that a person doesn't get anything with doing a virus. It's just it's uh, damaging to the person himself and just distracting from doing a virus Hashem. But it's a mitzvah which it takes a person getting used to it to be able to do the mitzvah. And therefore, the 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 process of getting to being high in the mitzvah is a chedek of the mitzvah of the of others. So we saw two things today. The one thing is the difference between Mitzvahs and chavos alvavos that mitzvahs of the body you can force somebody to do something he has to just do the action even if he doesn't understand it mitzvahs alvavos can't work like that and the second point and that is the mitzvahs alvavos which need a process to get to but that's the process of being makayim the mitzvah as opposed to the mitzvahs alvavos which a person can normally do right away.